The Caretakers of the Reef. Mark Stratton visits the Cayman Islands and witnesses world-class diving, extraordinary biodiversity, and reassuring preservation programs. Cayman is brilliant for birdwatching. I've counted 245, infuses ornithologist Stuart Mailer guiding me around the mangrove and buttonwood forest of the Mastic Trail, which is protected by the National Trust for the Cayman Islands. Many visitors to this trio of Western Caribbean islands may be familiar with the exquisite beaches or world-class diving, but fewer are aware of the impressive diversity of species, often quoted as greater even than that of the Galapagos. Many species are on migratory routes between North and South America and break their journeys here. We also have 13 native species, Stuart continues. During a week of wildlife watching, I begin on Grand Cayman, the largest of the three islands and the seat of the capital, Georgetown, seeking out myriad rare species. We see multiple examples of the exotic bird life during a technicolor morning of dazzling plumage displayed by loggerhead kingbirds, banana quits, Cuban bullfinches, and endemic Grand Cayman parrots. Amid these feathered encounters, I also meet Grand Cayman's internationally renowned giant blue iguanas. This is the only island in the world where they can be found. These powdery blue reptiles are best viewed at the Blue Iguana Conservation Facility near the Queen Elizabeth II Botanic Park. Sporting powerful jowls, a row of needle-like spines run the length of scaly bodies that can stretch up to 1.5 meters. A decade ago, they were functionally extinct and faced total extinction, partly due to competition from introduced non-native green iguana but a cull of the latter combined with captive breeding has seen the re-establishment of a stable population. Genetically, they're very much like the rock iguanas on neighboring Little Cayman, one of the two smaller sister islands. This tiny paradise is fringed by coral reefs and broken shell iron shore beaches. With just a few hundred residents, there's little traffic or rush. Just as well, as the endemic rock iguanas enjoy basking on the road's warm tarmac, their faded bronze skin glistening in the sunlight. A good place to find them is around the island's engaging little museum. Similar in size to the blue iguanas, they pop out of their burrows as the sun rises to heat up their dinosaurian frames. The story goes that they are distant relatives of the blue iguanas on Grand Cayman and moved here perhaps a million years ago. Interestingly, nobody knows why they didn't remain blue. Perhaps they changed color due to the stress of watching the aerial battles over the road. At the National Trust's Booby Pond Nature Reserve, I'm enthralled by an avian battle of Britain. In one corner is a large colony of resplendent frigate birds nesting in the mangroves, their throat crops inflated and tomato red. In the other corner is a 4,000-strong colony of red-footed boobies, one of the largest in the Western Hemisphere, also nesting. When the boobies return with their catch, the frigate birds swoop down and harass them to drop it, and then snatch it mid-air. The boobies, however, have learned to fly in at low altitude to avoid these avian bullies from plundering their catch. Rock iguanas are also found on the third island of my stay, 
on caiman brack as well as bats and cliffs of brown-footed boobies. I view them during an afternoon exploring Brack's magnificent limestone escarpment, known as the Bluff, which runs like a petrified spine along this quiet and beautiful island. At my overnight hotel, the luxurious Le Soleil d'Or, I'm treated to even closer encounters of Cayman's rarities in their garden of fruits and vegetables, freshly grown for guests. Head gardener Randall shows me rock iguanas and parrots feasting on pumpkin and papaya, planted as distraction trees so they won't eat more precious herbs and vegetables. It's only right we make concessions to them as they've been on these islands a lot longer than us, says Randall. Throughout, the sight of the Caribbean Sea rarely leaves my view. It possesses stellar biodiversity. There are world-renowned wreck and reef dives like the sunken USS Kittawake off Grand Cayman, Eagle Ray Pass, and the Cayman Trough, the deepest in the Caribbean Sea. And from Little Cayman, I swim out to a near-shore steep drop-off at Bloody Bay Wall, which descends 2,000 meters to the sea floor. The father of scuba diving, Jacques Cousteau, described this as one of the world's top dive sites. The drop-off lies within a protected marine zone and is important for breeding Nassau grouper. The water is bathtub warm, and I am soon engulfed by an undersea kaleidoscope of pufferfish, some bloated as if they've eaten a five-course meal, and shiny shoals of chromos pouring around me like blue rain. The corals are vivid. The Gorgonian sea fans sway with the current as if waved coquettishly by Japanese geisha. Groupers, parrotfish, reef sharks, and green turtles are larger denizens of this undersea kingdom. On the note of long-time inhabitants, green turtles are also flourishing again. These islands were originally named Las Tortugas by Christopher Columbus, who happened to be here during his 15th century explorations of the Americas and reported abundant turtles. Thereafter, they became a popular food source for mariners. By the 1960s, the nesting beaches were sadly almost empty. But the successful breeding program of the Cayman Turtle Center has helped to bring the population back. Back on Grand Cayman, I watch a green turtle being released into the Caribbean Sea. On the shoreline, in a tide pinkened by the setting sun, the turtle takes one last look around at the captivity and dips into the ocean to taste freedom. 90% of all breeding turtles emanate from our breeding program, Geddes Hislop of the award-winning Cayman Turtle Center tells me. They're part of our natural heritage and caretakers of our beautiful reefs, he says. Find out more at visitcaymanislands.com. Thank you.